Welcome to the Veggies Banger Reviews. I'm Veggie. And I'm Mrs. Veggie. Today we're talking about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2. John Walker is named Captain America, and Sam and Bucky team up against a rebel group. So the episode starts off by showing John Walker, or as we like to call him, Johnny Walker. And what I really liked about this intro was that they gave us so much of his history in about I don't know, less than two minutes so that you understand that he's just a normal soldier. But he's not your Steve Rogers. He's not. He's not Steve Rogers, um, especially because he started off as a soldier. He was already in the military. He was in spec ops. We figured that out from Hoskins, who is his partner. And he just happens to kind of be the best of the best in the spec ops division. So then we move on to um, Good Morning America. <laughs> it's a little segment more about him. And that's actually where we get to see that he's trained with the shield, I guess. Really, the biggest takeaway I got from this was that there should be band music in every TV show. <laughs> I love the band music. Give me more of that. Yeah, I found the whole like pep rally-esque of that scene very odd. Um, almost... Like, ideally, the new Captain America is owned by the U.S. government. Well, yeah. And it was kind of odd because we saw in the first uh, Avenger that they used, the government used the Captain America as propaganda, pretty much. Yeah, he's like, on a campaign trail. Yeah, who's the campaign guy? Uh, it seems like that's what they're doing again, mm-hmm. in a way. But it was just weird that it was like a pep rally. Well, I mean, that's how campaigning works now. If you ever look at how they recruit kids nowadays, I say kids because that's usually who they're targeting. Uh, The U.S. military does a lot of recruiting. And why not use someone like Captain America to do more recruiting, especially I'm assuming in this world um, enlistments down, if I had to guess. So it makes sense that they use them as a campaign or a propaganda machine. Um, It is just a little weird that he almost doesn't acknowledge that that's what he is at the current moment. He still very much is like soldier, but he wants to go back into just doing missions. So we see parallels, but we also see pretty stark differences between this new Captain America and the Captain America we know and love. And I don't know anything about Good Morning America, but is the host, the lady that did the interview, is she actually part of Good Morning America? Oh, I have no idea. I know nothing I about mean, Good Morning America. I mean, you figure since Disney or ABC... They own each other. However, that works out. In the, the I think round. Disney owns ABC. So you figured they could bring someone from the cast of Good Morning America to do this interview. I, I'm sure they did. Um, since we don't have cable, we don't watch it. <laughs> so I wouldn't know. But anyway, um, so once we see that this announcement's happened, um, we actually see Bucky's watching it and his response to it. How did you feel about his response to it? He had the same response I did. Outrage. Disliked. Betrayal. I wouldn't say betrayal. You can get the Bucky. Bucky's presented. His idea is he's upset at Sam. And we figured this out later in the episode that he's upset with Sam because he gave up the shield, which Steve, his best friend, gave Sam to. And I don't think it's because Bucky wants to be Captain America. I don't think Bucky wants the shield. He doesn't want the responsibility. Uh, He just believed in Steve so much and Steve believed in Bucky and 
Steve believed in Sam so much that he gave presented Sam with the shield and Sam and Bucky's eyes just threw it over, threw it away. Yeah. We'll talk more about that towards the end of this episode, but yeah, Bucky's response, I think matches exactly how the audience is feeling. Um, my big question from this though, because Bucky does confront Sam pretty much immediately about this. Um, how did Bucky get on base? You just can't waltz in on base. You kind of need like reasons, et cetera, to get on base. So that was my only question. I don't know if anyone else wondered that, but I did. What I also really liked from this was that Sam has decided, or I guess it, maybe it's a common thing in this universe that there's the big three and the big three is androids, aliens, and wizards, <laughs> which leads into a great kind of discussion of about the difference between wizards and sorcerers. <laughs> It was really funny to me. Yeah, Doctor Strange is a sorcerer, not a wizard, because he doesn't wear a hat. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Um, also, when Becky was like, I read The Hobbit when it first came out, that just cracked me up that he, A, remembered Gandalf, and then B, was able to to have this conversation with Sam. Again, guys, I'm going back to Petty Bucky is my favorite. Give me more Petty Bucky. <laughs> uh, one thing I would discuss uh, about the the overall, I do not like the new Captain America suit. I don't give me, either. Give me the old school. Well, which blue which and suit red. are you talking about? Are you talking about the, the very dark... first one? Are you talking about the Civil War one? Or are you talking about oh, any Infinity of them? War? Any any of them, but this one. Oh, I like man. any of the past suits. Give me back the Infinity War uh, Captain America suit because that's the best one. That is peak Captain America. Even with the wings on the on his helmet was better than what they got going on now. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it, but um, if I had to pick, give me back that Infinity War suit. So also in the scene uh, when they're at the base, uh, or what we believe is the base, um, Sam Wilson and Bucky are talking, and it's funny because Sam is super pride about his Red Wing contraption, and Bucky is like that thing's a piece of junk like don't and then you can tell bucky makes fun of it and then sam looks at him and he's just like mm-hmm, yeah i mean we all get attached to our personal belongings i bet everyone is very attached to their phone i'm just gonna equate it to his phone like it's personalized to you we get attached don't make fun of it don't you know don't say anything bad about it because it's mine <laughs> That's what I think is going on with Sam. Because I don't think they're following the comic book route, which in the comic book route, um, Sam and Red Wing, I believe that's what they call it, are are actually connected. They are um, connected <laughs> through the brain. Like they are one and the same, essentially. Um, they are connected beings. So I don't think they're following that route. I definitely think it's like an Android situation, but you know. You still got to love your little phone and your your buddy, even if it's just a robot. So we end up flying into Germany with Bucky and Sam. And it leads kind of into a funny where he's doing the staring thing again. And that, you know, comes up again and again in this episode. Again, very funny. Give me more petty Bucky. Um, and we we get into Germany. And they enter a warehouse. Yes. And they uh, see some people moving some crates. Now, when I first saw this, I was like, man, there's two people and they're moving very heavy, heavy objects. And I didn't even think about super soldiers. I was just like, man, Disney, Disney did a really bad job of like 
show in proportion of what these people are character carrying. And there's only two guys like, or two, two females or whoever was actually moving the stuff. You couldn't tell, uh, doing a very bad job at this. I was like, their practical effects on this is terrible. Like they had, they're carrying two giant crates and there are two people. And then it was funny because then Red Wing went in and saw eight guys and then they figured out they, hey, these people are all super soldiers. Yeah, they're super strong, uh, as Becky said. What I find funny in this scene is that Sam definitely cracks a joke about Bucky being a Wakanda and becoming the White Panther and his immediate comeback because Bucky's a little bit petty. He's like, it was White Wolf. <laughs> I just, honestly, they they ramped up some of the like, subtle funny humor in this episode and i was here for it um so then they decide to pursue the vehicles or the tractor trailers because they think that there's a hostage and we get in there we as in bucky gets in there and the first thing he says is hey they're stealing medicine and then he gets destroyed by a petite woman who is actually the leader of the flag smashers yeah. And so we see a massive fight ensue. And honestly, Falcon, Winter Soldier, they're not living up to their names. Bucky and Sam are getting their butts kicked. Well, ideally, if two, I wouldn't say average, but you have one average guy that has a suit and then you have one super soldier with a bionic arm go against six people or whatever it was. Of course, you're, you're going to get your butt kicked. Yeah. But that leads into we then see the newest Captain America come in and try and save the day. And we see that this new Captain America has no problem using a gun. He shot one of the super soldiers. Which is very odd. I honestly attribute that to him being a soldier to begin with. And I attribute that to him being part of Spec Ops where... You know, you got to do what you got to do to protect your man and protect yourself. And he was protecting his man. He was he was on his buddy and uh, had to use the gun. One thing I did want to make a comment on that I totally forgot about is uh, the whole interaction between Bucky and Sam. Before this, they've only had interaction together in Civil War when they're fighting Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Like they, ne- like they, ideally, you see him on the screen at the same time in Infinity War and uh-huh. in Endgame, but they're never like a relationship interaction. Well, and I think Sam addresses that later in the episode, um, because when they're back on the airplane, I'm assuming getting out of Germany, um, Bucky's like, "We need to steal the shield," and Sam was like, "Hold on, let me remind you what has happened." When we tried to do that last time, I was on the run for two years, you know, um, oh gosh, I'm spacing on Peggy's niece's name. The one that Steve Rogers was kissing. Sharon Carter. Yes. Sharon totally spaced on her name. Oops. Um, she was like, he was like, Sharon's, you know, been blacklisted. Um, which I think it serves as a reminder that there's a lot of consequences for what they do. So, we uh, we get out of Germany, but not before we get a, a sense of, a, of what the geopolitical implications are of the blimp or the blip, I should say. And the reason why I say that is because there is a really in-depth conversation between Captain America and Hoskins versus Bucky and Sam. And they really do start to explain the that there's lots of tents. 
that there's like tent communities because people have been displaced and we're trying to get resources out to people. We're trying to create a new world order. Um, and that's kind of where you start getting the idea of who the flag smashers are. Um, once again, they are convinced that the flag smashers are stealing medicine, which is something I'm not convinced that they are stealing. And I don't necessarily understand why none of these characters automatically assume that, hey, if these are super soldiers, what if this is they're transporting more super soldier serum? So that was that was frustrating as a viewer for me, that whole entire sequence. Um, and I think they talking about the scene when they're all talking, uh, they talk about how like Johnny Walker states that he is government property and that also Red Wing is government property. And you can tell that upset Sam big time because Johnny's like, hey, we found you because we hacked into your. That's not hacking. You've it's hacked government in, property. We hacked into your <laughs> Red Wing. And then he states to him like, well, that's kind of. Yeah. And then Johnny's like, nope, nope, that's government's property. Like we, we do what we want kind of thing like that. And that really sets off Sam. And I think that's why Sam really doesn't get along with the new Captain America just because of this whole like arrogant side of, of everything. Well, part of it is that Steve Rogers is definitely an ask for forgiveness type of person versus an ask for permission. And Johnny Walker is going to be asking for permission to do everything. Um, he's a military man. He is going to do according to the letter of the law and according to what his superiors tell him to do. At yeah, least and that's Cap how it feels. And Steve definitely wasn't the person. He he did what was right kind of thing. Yep. Um, we saw that in Winter Soldier when pretty much... Nick Fury was like, hey, Steve, I'm telling you what's true. You got to believe me. And then, like, don't trust anybody because Hydra is in S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of thing. Yes. So then uh, we jump into, we're back into the airplane. And Sam and Bucky are having that conversation about stealing a S.H.I.E.L.D., not stealing a S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Sam asks, how did they get more serum? How is this possible? And then Bucky says, well, we have to go meet somebody. And they end up going to Baltimore, Maryland. Our backyard. Our backyard. And uh, this is really important. And I'm I'm a little surprised that they presented it so quickly that there was a black Captain America. Well, was he truthfully Captain America or was he just the black first black super soldier or super, first general super soldier in general? I think probably in the MCU, he was the first black super soldier in the comics there is a black captain america um and we're, we're given some of these hints before we actually meet this guy and see him demonstrate his strength because they talk about when they first met in 1951 they talk about um him being part of the korean war and then we start to to gain more information about what this individuals Isaiah what his experience was like and he did not have a good experience and there's a lot of racial implications behind that and when the episode keeps on going on they present the racial like profiling even even more because they physically walk out of the house they're kind of arguing in the middle of the street so you have Sam Wilson the black guy and Bucky Barnes the white guy frizzly having a conversation might be a little loud and please pull up and they walk out of the car and they physically start targeting Sam Wilson first. And they say, hey, where's your ID? Sam's like, I don't have an ID. And the police officer then turns to Bucky and is like, hey, is this guy bothering you? So they they definitely are presenting like what it is to be a black man in America now. Um, and, and it's, it's, 
it's fitting that this is set in Baltimore when this is happening, because in Baltimore, in Maryland, we've had racial profiling be a pretty big issue. Uh, we've had riots as well over this. So I think it's an important topic. It's an important conversation. And I'm happy to see Disney step up and at least show it. Yeah. And it, it goes, if you go now, they're presenting more information along this line. So like it makes the bank scene in episode one that much different because now you can see Disney was really just trying to say, Hey, these people were black people and that's why they weren't getting a loan. It wasn't the fact that they weren't trying hard enough or anything like that. It was just based on skin color. Yeah. So I'm glad to see Disney starting to have this conversation out loud. I hope people gain insight into how difficult it is to be in the United States based off your skin color. And I hope we can we can continue this conversation, particularly, you know, outside of the TV show. But I do hope that Disney continues on this path. Um, the scene then turns a little bit and Bucky gets arrested. Yeah, Bucky gets arrested for missing his mandatory uh, therapy session. I don't know the correct terms or anything like that. Uh, so they arrest Bucky. They put him in the back of the car. And I like the question I was like, if someone willingly goes to the back of a police car, do you really have to arrest them? And then we also came to the conclusion, like, even if you did arrest him, it wouldn't matter because he has a bionic arm. So he could just rip the handcuffs and off. And he's super strong. <laughs> so it seemed kind of unnecessary. But so they pretty much just have the whole like crowd outside. Bucky's in the police car. It leaves. And then it cuts to the scene of when they're physically in a jail. Yes. And then we find out that Bucky is being released from prison and at first we think it's because of sam and then we think it's because of the therapist because she shows up and then we're told no it's because of captain america yes captain america did his thing and pulled out uh bucky which and i still think doesn't sit well with sam himself like i i really think sam is kind of over captain america already i'm over him <laughs> i'm over johnny walker like i'm done with this character we can we can do without him. So when Bucky's released, the therapist is like, hey, we're going to have to have a session right now to prove that you're OK. Well, she doesn't say that willingly. She has to say that because Johnny Walker's like, hey, he's done with therapy. We need him on our schedule, which isn't going to work with this. So Captain America, Johnny Walker is kind of a jerk. Gotta be honest. So when this happens, they also take Sam back to therapy. So Bucky and Sam have a joint therapy session. Uh, and the therapist is pretty much like, hey, we need to figure out why you guys have such mu so much like hostile uh, vibes between each other. And everyone knows that's watching what's going on and why they have hostile vibes. But they, they physically explain it so people get it. So Sam's upset. Uh, because Bucky is mad at him due to the fact that Bucky gave up the, or Sam gave up the shield. So Bucky is really upset that, Hey, Steve Rogers, trust you. You gave up the shield. Steve was my best friend. If he, if he was wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about me. And then Sam's upset because no one respects his decision. And nobody is acknowledging that he gave up the shield because he needed to protect himself. He, we've seen with the Isaiah character that as a black man with the with power or as a symbol, that's not going to work. He said he was poked and prodded by his own people and by other people. And I think Sam understood that if he were to take up the mantle as Captain America, as a black man, 
that would be really difficult and it wouldn't be the same experience that Johnny Walker's having and it wouldn't be the same experience as Steve Rogers and it would probably look different. And I think he's really upset that nobody's acknowledging that either. With this, we also get a lot of petty Bucky and I love petty Bucky, but we also get some petty Sam and it's just, they're all being petty. It's wonderful. I'm here for it. Let's get some more staring contests. Let's get some pettiness back and forth. I'm definitely okay with this and down for it. Um, Their relationship, yes, it's not great. There's a lot of problems with it. Bucky's projecting onto Sam. Nobody understands each other, but I love the pettiness and I'm here for it. So then they leave. They leave Mm -hmm. and then Captain America is outside flicking the lights on in a cop car on and off. They get the attention of Sam and Bucky. Just really made me eye roll at that. Uh, the pretty much the the interaction between them is they all throw out their beef between each other, but Captain America presents the idea like, "Hey, we're tracking these people. We need to go get them. We're finding out who's supplying them with like lifelines and who's allowing them to stay certain places." And Bucky really doesn't like that answer. Sam's like, "Hey, we should really listen to him." And then Sam explains like, "Hey, we're not going to team up." we're not going to be the best teams. We're going to go our own way. Like we're free agents. You guys are owned by the government. You have to jump through hurdles. We can just do what we want. So they pretty much just go their ways where Captain America says at the end of it, like, well, whatever you do, just don't get in my way. Like it's, this is all about me. Like don't, he has a lot of ego. Yeah. Don't, don't step on my feet. Like I'm going to handle this before you guys can ever do anything. Definitely. No, Steve Rogers. And then we really and truly end the scene with, Bucky and Sam talking about how they have to talk to somebody. Well, we forget the part about the super soldiers physically get on the plane to leave. Oh, yes. And they, the one super soldier guy is like, hey, I'll stay behind and save you from, I forget the gentleman's name, the men. And I'm ideally, well, I think that's who the people stole the uh, super serum from, of course. Oh, I interpreted that as Interpol. Like, because we see when they're in their like little hideout, um, that they they're on Interpol and they're like, we got to go. We got to run. And then that well, was- she, she also gets a text message that says like, hey, you stole something from me. I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I don't think that's Interpol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, I don't think it was those people in the, in the I vehicles. think it's the whoever that sent that text message was definitely the people that she stole the serum or they stole the serum from. Right. OK, so we'll see. We'll see who's right. But yes, that all happened. And the. The Flag Smashers have quite a uh, little tagline, one world, one people, which sounds appealing. I got to be honest. Um, The idea that we are just one world, one people instead of being divided by our race, our gender, our country of origin. I can see where this is appealing to people, especially after a major event like the blip. And they're claiming, you know, All these countries are forgetting about the people who were here. They're so focused on the people who came back that they've forgotten about the people who are here. So I can see how this group led by this woman is attractive to a lot of people. So then the episode actually ends with a quick look at Zemo. Now, if we don't remember who Zemo is, Zemo is from Civil War. He was the guy that turned Bucky back into the Winter Soldier, so into kind of that killing machine, and basically caused civil war. 
And his entire goal during that movie was just to cause chaos, was to cause civil war. That's all he wanted to do. And uh, he has lots of information that now Sam and Bucky have to go get. So, Veggie, tell us your thoughts about the episode. Honestly, I do not like this episode. I like the interaction between Sam and Bucky. Um, it doesn't seem forced, but it kind of seems forced. As like you can tell, they, they still have the, like I wouldn't say hatred, but they still have like the, the beef between each other. Um, it's, it's just very odd. I think that in my opinion that Marvel chose these two, I mean, I don't know who else you would choose. I mean, I think this is more of a story about Steve Rogers and Captain America than it is right now about Falcon and Bucky Barnes or the winter soldier. Uh, but it's very weird because their relationships with Steve Rogers are way two different things. And it's stated in the episode, Bucky Fizzly says like, I've known steam forever. Like he can call me buck. And you can't because you've only known me for X amount of years. And like, you barely know Steve. Like the only reason you know Steve is because you ran past, he, he ran past you um, 11,000 times. And then he asked you to help, help in a mission. Like that's how they, their friendship happened. So it's kind of weird. I get it why they, ideally these two characters are chosen, but it's very, it's a very weird setup of like, cause you do get the, the whole scene of them interacting in the warehouse. Like you got the stealth of Falcon and then you got the, like, I want to go in there and be an assassin of the winter soldier. So it's kind of a weird setup. Um, overall, I really dislike Johnny Walker or captain America. So that it really makes it hard to watch just because he, he's there. He's kind of like the uh, Zenitsu orange hair guy from Demon Slayer. Okay. So there, I mean, there are things in there that I kind of agree with you, but I, I really like this episode. I enjoyed it. I really like that they're taking on really difficult conversations, incorporating it into the story. And then it's kind of like a, a spy movie, but not really, not yet at least. Um, I really like this episode. I like it far more than the first episode. I think this was a lot stronger, probably because I they incorporated more humor into it, and also there was some some different action. We finally got to see Falcon and Bucky, Winter Soldier, um, fight together. So I enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to the to the next episode. I'm looking forward to the rest of the, the little mini series here. And uh, I think I think we're going to see some pretty exciting things come out of this. Just to add more to my uh, statement, I so this ideally is a mini TV series. So therefore, I think it's a six six episode series, kind of like WandaVision was. So ideally, it's just a six hour movie is what they're trying to do. I think they like the character development is kind of very odd so far and how they've taken it because I feel like it's they like smush it all into like an episode. And one last, last final thought. Does anyone here that's listening to this podcast like the new Captain America at all? Does anybody? I don't, but I'm not going to speak for everybody. I don't like his outfit. I don't like his personality. And I'm kind of tired of him already. And we've only had him for an episode. And this is episode two, guys. Let's just hope episode three is that much better. So that's the end of episode two. Thank you guys for listening so much. We really do appreciate it. Please check us out on any podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, and more. Be sure to also check us out on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash veggie banger or twitch.tv slash this is veggie. On your left. <laughs>